Welcome back to the Greatest Day podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about things you can add to your life that are going to help you live each day to the fullest because really that's all we have is today to mold, shape, and create who we want to become. Um, and today we have got a serious treat. We've got Kira Polson who's going to walk us through some things about trauma and uncovering some of the hidden gifts that we have. I probably should just be quiet and let her talk more about it. Um, but here she is. And thank you so much, Kira, for joining. Thank you. Thank you, Craig, for having me. I'm so honored and I'm privileged to be here. So I'm really excited to be on your show. Yeah, the, it's mutual. This is going to be exciting. So um, I guess the biggest thing or the starting point, and we've talked some, of course, about this before, but is when people try to live their lives to the fullest and just, um, we get stuck. We get stuck along the way. Things get in our, really, we get in our way. Um, but sometimes we don't understand or even know what that is that's holding us back. Talk, talk some about that. Well, I think what I have found, and I, I guess I'll speak for myself, um, is that I, I really wanted to live this great and beautiful life, but I also didn't want to look at my trauma. So I had some trauma as a child. I'd been sexually abused for quite a while from my babysitter. And I really thought, this isn't going to affect me, right? Like my whole life, mm. I was like, this is going to affect me. I can still live as great as I can possibly be. And I'm stronger than most. Like that was really my thought. I don't think I ever said that out loud, but I was like, yeah. I don't need to deal with my trauma. I'm fine. Right. Um, but what I found is that when I finally decided to deal with it, um, it was like all of this possibility, all of this greatness, all of this light was uncovered. And it was when I really began to see that it's actually through our trauma or through our pain or through anything that we go through that's not fun to look at, that's actually like the piece to our greatness, the piece to unleashing what's possible inside of us. Yeah, I love that. And I've, I've shared before and talked about that none of us grow or you know develop or become stronger by sitting on the beach with a drink in our hand. Nobody really, we get enjoyment out of it, we get um, pleasure out of it, but nobody is growing or developing into that stronger person when there's no resistance and there's no struggle. And so I love that and that was one of the, that's really what got this kick started for me in my mind was I saw a post from you um, that said, how oh, goodness, our greatness is on the other side of pain. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, so, so keep going into kind of a little bit more of, of your journey. You started discovering some of this about how you needed to tap in deeper to reach a higher level. Yeah. So I would say I was an expert at running from pain. That's what okay. I like. That's what I like to call myself. I, um, I was really good at not seeing it, dealing with it. I was really great at just always running. So just 
always really busy. I mean, I have five kids, so that's like really awesome because that keeps me busy, right? <laughs> For so, sure. It was kind of like my whole life, I had just been running and running and running from this pain, thinking that if I ran fast enough, like it just wouldn't catch me, right? Right. And uh, the beautiful <laughs> part about um, God and transformation is that you can only run so long. You can only run so fast until it catches you. And, and it did, and it caught me pretty hard. I had some pretty... Um, some pretty rough stuff happened. I had someone I love come to me and tell me that they've been sexually abused. And that is when all my pain hit because I couldn't actually be with the fact that somebody else had been through the same trauma. Like right. I could handle it, but the idea of someone I loved going through it really threw me for a tailspin. And, and it put me into the darkest pain I've ever experienced, so much so that I actually didn't want to live. And I was really considering ending my life. And it was in that moment when I chose to live that my life never looked the same. So it was in the moment where I said, all right, God, if I'm going to stay and I'm going to live here on earth, then you need to show me why I'm here. And it was from that time forward that the pain was the catalyst for all of my growth. And um, one of my favorite images, because I'm just super uh, visual, is how pain really is the fire for us. It's, it's this beautiful image. I was actually, it took my nine-year-old to go paint at one of those like stores where you pick out the clay model and you get to paint them however you want, right? Have you ever been to one of those? Yeah, yep, love those. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so those we, are fun. It was so fun. And, you know, my son picks out this huge Chinese dragon and I pick out this beautiful goddess. And I like, have this idea of what she's supposed to look like. And I, I loved it. I was like painting her exactly how I had this vision of golds and blues. And anyways, by the end, she looked like a five-year-old had painted her. And I was so angry. <laughs> like, yes. bull crap. like, no, I, I knew what I could do. I knew what she was capable of looking like. And I was like, so I was super pissed. I was like, this is ridiculous. I was <laughs> Start over. And as I'm leaving, um, the people are like, wait, wait, you have to leave your clay models here. We have to put them in the fire. And uh -huh. I was like, okay, whatever, right? So I leave them there. We come back a few days later because my son was like dying to see his finished product. And when I walked in and I picked up my goddess, she was exactly as how I had seen her to be, yeah. right? In yeah. my mind, she had turned into exactly what I had painted her to become. And that visual for me is what pain does for us. Like we know what we can become. We know what is inside of us. It's the pain of the fire that actually cultivates that greatness. That's beautiful. So, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I, I love it. So yeah. that's why I love pain. That's why I love it because it does stuff that nothing else could do for us. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, it really does. I don't know that it, I got to think this through a bit. I, I don't know if it forces us to really dig in. Because as you're talking about it, I love how you put it, you made a decision to do it. Yeah. It wasn't, it didn't, the pain didn't necessarily force you to do it, but you had to decide. Because think about it, how many people hit the same place where you were yeah. and decided to not, they decided to end their life or they decided to just give up and they, so there has to be some credit. Um, yeah. 
and this is me patting you on the back or even giving a giant hug, right? That that moment you chose, I'm going to do something different about it. Um, I was reading a little bit more on statistics yeah. on abuse and trauma. And I think we're the worst we've ever been. I don't know if it's because reporting has changed, whatever, but the numbers are there. It's saddening. Yeah. It's, I mean, with like 6 million kids going through some type of, abuse or neglect yearly in the United States. Like that is unreal yeah. amount of trauma and abuse and neglect that's happening. And so, you know, if this can reach, if this message that we're sharing today can reach anyone who maybe they're not living it. So hopefully, you know, the listeners, it's not about you've been through trauma or you've been through abuse, but, but who can you then share with, or who can you kind of gain a new perspective to then love a little a little deeper or just be more available. So, but it's that decision. Um, yeah. Don't ever, ever lose sight of that. It was your choice to do something. I love that. Yeah. That's beautiful. I don't know if I've actually ever seen it in that way. So I appreciate you sharing that. And, and it is, the statistics are, you know, one in four, one in four have been sexually abused and that's yeah. one in four who actually have been, uh, you know, have taken the situation to the cops. So it's yeah. like, when you it's talk higher to than that. Drivers, most of them never told on their, you know, their abuser. So we yeah. are talking about like way more than one in four. Way more. Because so many yeah. people never actually talk about it. It's so hidden. It's so shamed. And it's just, yep. it's alarming the numbers, but but the, but the truth is, is even though I wrote a book around healing from sexual abuse um, and my journey of healing, the truth is, is trauma is trauma. T and tell us the, the name of the book. What's the name of the book? So the name of my book is The Hidden Gifts Within the Trauma of Sexual Abuse. Okay. Because I believe that actually there are so many gifts as we heal and there are so many gifts to having trauma, which sounds like the craziest paradox ever but when you have any sort of trauma it makes you become a seeker and when you are a seeker you find and and it means that when you have pain and when you have trauma you know what you may numb for quite a few years because that's such a god-given gift actually to be able to numb the pain until you're ready to deal with it but when you finally deal with the pain, the gifts that come afterwards, the person you are for humanity after dealing with trauma. And so that's why I wrote this book. But I want people to know you don't have to have sexual abuse trauma to actually learn and to, to grow. Trauma is trauma. And anything and everything can be trauma, right? Thank you. Yes, thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, talk a little more about that. Well, I was I mean, thinking the same thing. Like there's – it. Go for it. I'm staying out of your way. I just think, you know, to a six-year-old, having their mother really scream at them yes. is a trauma, right? Yes. And, and we think like, oh, I, why would I have so much pain? I don't, like, I know a lot of people are like, well, I was never sexually abused or I didn't get physically abused, but they have yeah. so much of the same um, issues to deal with. And that's where I'm like, trauma is trauma. Anything that totally... Um, negates your light, anything that goes against your light, anything that takes you out of who you are and your brilliance and your greatness, yep. which everybody experiences, yes. is trauma. And so when we can really settle, like settle into this feeling of, 
I've got trauma and pain in my life. How do I now activate it to help me grow and to become the greatest human I could become, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh my goodness. You, you surface so many things inside of me. I, I love this. Um, <laughs> I want to speak to the listeners though, for a second, as you're talking yeah. about this, um, just really, really anybody listening, like take a moment with some deep breaths, <laughs> take a moment and just acknowledge you have some of that trauma. I don't care who, I don't even know who you are. I don't know who's listening, but I know you have some. Kira's talking about it. It's from, from messages you were told as a kid to, you know, rejection as a teenager and young adult on any level. And my trauma that I've experienced may not be traumatic to you. And your trauma may not be traumatic to the next person. So you, it's, it's essential that you don't compare my trauma is not trauma because they, they didn't experience it the same way. Um, and just to honor yourself where you're at, that if your trauma is not getting into a college or I talked about that on a previous episode, by the way, and it was traumatic for me, <laughs> um, but I switched it around anyway. Um, or you lose a job or you lose a relationship. Well, Joe next door, he didn't seem impacted by his breakup. So why am I crying about it? We all experience things differently. So just as you're going there, I just want to point that out, like honor where you're at, you know, your emotions, you know, where you're feeling. Um, and you never have to apologize for that or downplay it or, um, cover it up with something. Oh, that's beautiful. It's so true. It's so interesting how we negate our trauma. So I went to um, a retreat. So if there's any survivors listening, there's this beautiful retreat in Utah called Safe Haven. And it's for um, women who have been sexually abused and it's free. So it's completely free and it's the most extraordinary five days you'll ever have. And so I was in this retreat with, I think, 20 other women. And, and what came up over and over and over for women were, well, I don't know if my abuse was as bad as someone else's. And I, so yeah. I didn't come because I think someone else should have had that spot. Right. So it was like this craziness that's inside of our minds that say, oh my gosh, well, I don't know if my trauma was, was bad enough. Like what? It's just this crazy stuff where we get to sit and go, no, no, like your worth is worth everything. And your trauma is trauma to you. Right. Yeah. So I love that you, that you spoke on that because that's a real, this is a real thing for people. Yeah. So easy to, to push away our stuff because we're not as bad as the next. Or I've been challenging people on that lately too when they say, well, you know, it could be worse. And I've been stopping people, even just random people. Like I'm not in therapy session with them or I'm not, the setting is not that. It's casual. And I just say, hold on a second, if you don't mind. It can always be worse. But when you say that, you almost start to, to negate this, like where you're at, like you push aside where you're at. So we could probably keep going on that all day long, but <laughs> honor where you're at. Know that your experiences are yours um, and not anyone else's. So I, I love that. Um, other, other thoughts or places where you were, I've got a ton of notes and a ton of your stuff. I've been, I've been reading up and, 
and studying you and it, everything is just a, it, it really hits with me. I don't, I got to think more about that, why it's hitting me so much, but um, yeah. Like what else are we like looking at as far as kind of finding this um, light inside the darkness and, and tapping into that growth? Well, so I would say for me, um, my background of trauma led me into a lot of healing spaces. So if you talk to most people who have um, some sexual abuse trauma, it's almost like they are driven to find a healing occupation, right? So at 16, I was like, I'm ready to become a massage therapist. I want to learn how to heal the body. And by 18, I was, you know, doing probably five massages a week. I was in school and it just, it took me down this journey of learning how to heal the body through body work. I did lots of different body work and really settled into myotherapy. So that's been, that was like my beginning, my interest into entrance into the healing world. But what happened is that when I was working with the body for so many years, I started to notice that there were emotions held in the body. Yep. I could feel them. I could, I could just sense them. And so I knew like there's a deeper way to be healing. And so I actually went to school and was trained in a form of energetic healing called muscle testing, which allowed me to really work with people through their emotional pain. And so I did that for quite a few years and found that it was very, very helpful and is so needed. There's so many people who just need some help and some guidance in that healing. But what I found is that there was still another element missing for me. And that's when I began to do, I learned, I was trained how to do energy mastery, which is a form of energetic healing. Mm-hmm. And we really go into the chakras, which are the energetic you know, spaces in your body. And oh, it's just been so beautiful. And this is one of the gifts of my trauma is that I believe it opened up my healer inside of me. And that is something that I'm always so grateful for is this ability to help others heal, help others through their pain, help others find the light in the dark and mm-hmm. begin to heal. And so as I've been doing this, this is like my biggest complaint though. And maybe you feel the same way, Greg. But people would come and they would see me and I would just be so grateful and so honored to help them. And I also knew that there was a way that they could do work on their own when they weren't with me. And I wanted so deeply to be able to teach people how to work through their emotions when they weren't in my office, when they weren't on a call with me, right? Absolutely. You feel that? Yeah. Yeah. I I can't go home with every person I work with. Right. And you don't want me there, I promise. As much as you wish that you could be a part of their daily life, it's just not, it's not functional, it's not possible, and it's not really their benefit, right? Right. So what I did is I created a daily practice called the Awaken Practice, and then I created a whole curriculum teaching people how to go into their chakras on their own, do an energetic healing practice for 10 minutes every day, and ultimately learn how to heal themselves and awaken the healer inside of them because I believe every one of us is a healer we just did not grow up in that context and that frame of mind and so we don't even know it right it's 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 buried everything everything and I, I fully believe this everything we will become or we are our strengths our gifts we were born with every one of them 
We don't pick these up along the way. We just get the crap out of the way so they can surface. So you help people to bring this healer to the surface and then they can have this. I mean, it's there. So getting into that, I, I love it. I love it. Yes. Oh, I, I so, so feel that same way. I believe that we all have just this immense greatness and somewhere along the line, shame and pain and fear hit. And when that happened, we had to shut down or we had to almost like tune down our greatness. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And so I saw this image recently that just hit me so hard and it was, um, <laughs> I feel like I'm bouncing all over the place, but we're going to go with this. Let's bounce. So, so I have a son who's a sleepwalker and I will find him in the middle of the night, like peeing in the socks box. Right. Like he's like so not present. Right. Or we'll yes. find him like sitting in front of the TV, like he's watching it, but he's asleep and the TV's off. Right. Oh my goodness. So there's this interesting concept of sleepwalking and how our bodies can function and how we can do things. And we're also just so not present. Right. Yeah. And this is what I believe happens to us as humans is that at some point in our childhood, we were fully awake, fully present. Our gifts were present. But when shame and guilt and fear show up, because we can't be with it, we actually start to sleepwalk. It's like the beginning okay. of not being awake. Okay. Right? Yeah. And when you were sleepwalking, what happens is that we fully function. We're like seriously not connected to ourselves, to our gifts, yeah. and to others. Right? Yeah. And so that's why my course is called Awaken. Everything that I have right now in my life, it's, it's all about awakening because I believe that there's, this, there's a place and pain is one of the ways it awakens us, but there's a lot of ways to awaken ourselves. And when we can awaken, our gifts show up. We begin mm. to become healers, if that's a choice, right? We get to have a voice that maybe was like quieted and silenced at one point. And, and when you awaken, I mean, it ties back into what you stand for, which is truly every day is the greatest day if you are fully awake. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about it right now. And again, reflecting on, you know, those listening, how many of you, how many of us are sleeping? How many of you are not awake in your life right now? Um, all of us in some way are sleeping. Yes. And uh, just as you're talking, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stay as present with you as I can. I cannot help but think about all those years I was asleep. Right. All of them, all so many years because of embarrassment, because of shame. I still live some of that now. Like right now, us talking, doing this, I'm, there's a bit of me shaking. Like this is nerve wracking for me. This is part of me that wants to wake up. I want to tap into this amazing gift that I believe I have of reaching people and, and connecting others like you to my people. Like I know this is a gift for me, but I, I cover it up and I try to stay in that sleep mode. So, um, so you're, so this course, it walks us through, it walks us through becoming awake and, and then taking it a step further or what? Yeah. So what I do is each, each week you have a class and I have videos of me teaching you about one chakra a week. So I, what's so fun about chakras and I could probably talk about them all day because they're so fun is that, if you're dealing with financial problems, if you're dealing with 
feeling like you don't, you're not rooted in your family, if you are dealing with anything that has to do with your worth, it's all in your root chakra. So we get to go in and I get to teach you what's held in that chakra so that then once you've learned all your chakras, then it's like, I don't know, like recipes, right? You get yeah. to go, oh, how, okay, I'm dealing with my self-confidence today and I'm also dealing with money. So, okay, there's these two chakras I can work through today to, to clean them out and to bring forward new, right? Okay. So that's what's super fun about it is that, uh, you know, I mean, I cook all day. Obviously, I have five kids, so I'm always baking and I'm always yeah. cooking. And, and I'm always sure. trying to be like, okay, we have these ingredients. What do we create with it? And it, for me, it's the same thing with chakras. It's like, well, these are my symptoms. Now what do I get to do to heal through them and to create new? And that's the biggest thing about healing for me is it's all about cleaning it out and then creating new in that space, right? Okay, yeah, love it. So that's really what um, the whole Awaken course is. And so it's more about not only just waking up your healer, it's more about like, let's just wake you up. Because every chakra that gets healed, gifts are restored. Okay, yeah. let me, can I, can I take us in a different direction with that? Yes, please. Um, hope. All of this yeah. is great and I get it. I, I am, I'm with you. Like I, I'm ready to keep waking up more and more every day with whatever recipe and ingredients I have. <laughs> I'm ready. That's my greatest day mindset. I like bring it on. I, I live that way to an annoying level. I, I promise it. people are a little sick of it. I think <laughs> and I'm okay with that. That's all right. <clears throat> um, get off the train if you need, right. but, but what about hope? because hope holds a huge place in this. And when hope is lost, that's a darkness that I, unless you've been there, which I think everyone has, yeah. and I know you have, because yeah. you wrote about it. Yeah. <laughs> when hope is gone, that like, that's not only a scary place, but yeah. I don't, sometimes I don't think people know how to come out of that. Right. I, I'm really glad you brought this up because, because I've been in this spot many times in my life, actually. So trauma for me was run as fast as you can, be as perfect as you can. And then when I got tired, I became hopeless until yeah. I could run again and try and be perfect. And it was just this consistent pattern throughout my life. So hopelessness is something like I know I've tasted. It has been a piece of who I am. And the one thing I do know is that hope is our greatest weapon. So but how do you get it if you don't have it, right? And so right. I have this, I have this, uh, we're on recipes, so we'll just call it a recipe. This is what okay. I believe. If you can ask for help, divine help, mm -hmm. and then be open to receive, right? So it's like this pattern of when I've been hopeless, so in that moment where I chose this is actually, I'm not going to stay here on this earth anymore. Like there's too much pain to be right. here. I actually choose to not be in this anymore. There was like this one spark of light left inside of me that called out to God. And I was like, God, you better pour forward something seriously big for me right now. Like I have got to have support. And in that moment, I had this idea to call my neighbor. And I chose to act on it. And in that moment, she came over and, and 
things shifted from there. So it's this pattern of asking and then receiving and choosing to act on it. Right? Yeah. So this happens every day. Every day I believe that we can ask and then when we get an idea, no matter how weird or crazy, I mean, the idea of calling my neighbor and saying, I'm actually going to commit suicide, so I need you to come over, was like the hardest thing Absolutely. I've ever had to say in my life. Absolutely. But, but there is a strength that comes when you choose to ask, right? And so that's the, that's the superpower that I believe each one of us has, is that when we actually choose to ask for help from God, or the universe, whoever it is that you believe in, a greater source that is bigger than us, when we choose to ask for help, there's like a superpower that shows up where if we can actually receive and act on it, hope is restored like tenfold. Okay. Yeah, I'm with it. And superpower, it's funny you say that word. Um, I can't even remember what I was reading or doesn't matter. Earlier this week, um, I saw vulnerability is your superpower. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I saw those exact words. So you're talking and I'm thinking, how much more vulnerable can you get than calling your neighbor and saying, you're not here. I'm ending my life. Like I'm, I'm leaving this earth. Yeah. And, and then asking God, like, I need something. Now, again, I've got to give you some this like this is where your power kicks in and everyone else listening this is where you can take this information not just as oh that's a great conversation the two of them had on this podcast but how can i apply this this is how you apply this is how you apply this yeah you when you ask for something and you go to the vulnerable place which is probably the biggest step at all of all yeah then keep your eyes and your heart open <clears throat> because we're given, we are given gifts and answers and, and connections, your neighbor, like we're, they're everywhere, but are we awake and recognizing what's around us? So many times I think I hear people like, you know, well, yeah, if God was there, he would do this. Or if my higher power was providing, she would do this, except their back is turned and their eyes are shut. And their heart is closed. So they're not even receptive to what's being provided. You know, this, this podcast, I believe it fully, this episode, you as a gift to us, this is, who knows the kind of power this is going to have in somebody's life, just hearing some of these words. And, and maybe it's, you know, the courses that you have, they're going to tap into that or it's just amazing. And the resources are abundant. They are everywhere. Wake yeah. up. <laughs> Oh, I love it. You know, so one of the reasons, and I didn't plan on talking about this part of my life so much, but it seems to be present. One of the reasons why I actually wanted to commit suicide is was I thought God had abandoned me, right? Yeah. Like I had made a deal with him and it was Super like common. every person yeah. I love and know, you must protect them from this abuse because that's our deal, God, right? And right. when that felt like it hadn't been respected that somebody had still been hurt i was like well then there is no god <laughs> right i was like well if there's no god then i'm not staying here i'm right. not gonna stay with this pain but here's where god's hand is in all things is that i'm super private um in my personal life i actually like have like maybe five close friends i'm pretty pretty 
introverted at times and mm -hmm. I would have never in a million years called a neighbor. But how is it that God put this neighbor, I went to school with her seven years prior in muscle testing school. So she had okay. known my trauma, right? Right. I had moved into this house and had no idea she was my neighbor. This is a wow. brand new neighborhood, right? And, right? and here's what's so beautiful is that it's, it showed me that God knows all, that he knew I was going to need her to make it right. through that moment. Right. And how insane that she was placed as my neighbor. So that when I told her, I didn't have to say, oh, because P.S., I had been through this trauma. She knew my whole background from being in school together. You don't right. make that call if you don't have the foundation. Yeah. Right. right. And only God could have placed her there to be the right. support on that day. And that's, that's really where the beauty of all of this is, is that I believe God's hand is in the depths of our pain. And that's why my most recent article I wrote is I met God in hell because I don't meet God in my righteous moments. Right. No. I don't meet God when right. I'm like, <laughs> just flying high and doing great. Like I meet God every time in the deepest depths of hopelessness, despair, resignation, pain. That's when he shows up for me. And, yeah. and he doesn't show up like reaching a hand down, like, Hey, let me pull you up to the light. Like I feel God face to face in the depths of hell. And that is where I think most people, I don't think they know he's there but he is right. And that's the hope that always helps me through is that if he would show up in those spaces for me, then there is a greater purpose for me every day. Okay. So when we don't have hope, mm -hmm. it's, it's looking for a hand. It's falling on your knees. It's, it's asking and being open to receive because hope is not lost. It's there. It's, it's inside. It's about hearing that voice louder than the hopelessness. Mm. Then um, that's kind of what I hear you saying is, is in those darkest moments, knowing there is a greater power sitting right next to you, ready to, to lift you back up. Yes. That's so true. Yes. Very much my experience. Love it. Okay. Uh, this is wonderful. Thank you, know, you so much. So, so, um, <clears throat> so other, other places you're thinking, what would benefit the people listening? I mean, we've gone, like you said, deeper than you thought maybe we'd go for you personally, which I really, really thank you that you for that. Um, what about the people listening, um, and how they put this into action today? I like that question. Let me sit with it for a second. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think really, okay. So this is something that came to me yesterday. So I'll just share it with you. So okay. it's like a really profound insight that I had. And I, I believe that this actually is for every human. And it is that who we are, are magnificent, like almost mad, majestic, like, amazing brilliant humans that's like who we are and most of the time that's not who we are being right right so who i am is 
I'm this amazing human with all this brilliance and light. And most of the time, I'm being a tired, cranky mom. So who I'm being is not who I am. Okay. Right? And so the distinction there is this mantra that I've been saying is root me into who I am and help me to surrender who I'm being. So it's this reminder, wow. right? Like root say, me into say, that, say that again. Say it again. Okay. Root me into who I am and help me to surrender who I am being. So it's just okay. this reminder of like, I am magnificent and who I'm being right now is not really me. So let me, let me shed that. Right. Yeah. And I think if we can focus on like really feeling into the brilliance that we all have and the greatness that is inside of each one of us, then we will wake up and every day we'll feel brilliant because we get to step into who we are meant to be and not get stuck into the hamster wheel of who we normally are being all the time. Right. Absolutely. It's that endless, yeah, the endless cycle. And I, and I talk to people about shutting up that side, the doubt, the shame, the guilt, shutting that voice up and, and getting out of our own way, like get out of your way to become who you are rooted like that, who you are. So, um, We've got some we've got some exciting things to also help people get started into the process um, with some of the awakened stuff. And so, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So I have a link for everyone that you can click. I don't know where if you will put it in your notes, but yep. it will give you the first chapter of my book for free. So that that'll just give you a piece something today that you could just kind of like chew on and. I, I think you'll love the first chapter. It's really simple. My book is a real, real simple book, right? It's just kind of like listening to me talk. That's just how my book is. Mm -hmm. And so I would love to offer that to everyone. And also I would love to offer a coupon to anyone who wants to take the Awaken course. I love to give 15 minute phone calls to help you even see if it's a good fit, to see if it's something that it's really going to work for you in your life before you invest in it. So if I'll have you maybe put my email and they can email me if they like to set up a call yep. and uh, be able to see if the Awaken course is the right fit for them. And then of course I'll have a coupon for them for just being a listener. Love it. Thank you so much. Everything about, about Kira and, and what she's doing and, and where she's at and impacting people is going to be in the, the show notes. So this episode, so you just scroll down, you look at everything, click away, get involved into some of these things that she's doing. And um, I got a few more thoughts because you, you did it again. You, get, you, you spark some things in me. And I was thinking about some things that I read, again, that you, were, that you shared, which is when we think about how I'm going to take this forward, I'm going to more talk about me, but hopefully people are, are knowing this is not just about, about me. I saw something you wrote. It said, you cannot wash a dirty window with a muddy rag. Yeah. So it's almost like my, this is just like me and you, and I'm committing to you from the gift you're giving me through everything you do that I'm waking up. Yeah. I I'm putting down the dirty rag. I'm cleaning that thing so that I can wake up each day and I can embrace 
embrace the pains that I experience, welcome them even, and know that it's part of the recipe that I have. And I'm going to create something amazing with it, with good and bad, with beauty, with the ugliness of the world, and, and even inside, you know, my own thoughts. Um, I'm going to clean things up and I'm going to wake up. And I'm, I encourage everybody, please, if you got to re-listen and take notes, hopefully you're doing that. And then tap into everything that Kira's got going on. There's so many good things about getting out of our own way, healing from this dark place, finding hope when hope is lost, um, and not doing it alone. That's another thing that I've noticed about just kind of where you take things is we're not alone. And in fact, we're never meant to be alone through this process. Um, and we can't do it alone. Um, like you said, in your own experience, you ran for so long, you will get tired and you will fall. Um, and unless you can learn, unless we can all learn to kind of pace ourselves, bring other people into our world to help us, um, it's going to be a really long, tough journey. So um, bring her on board with you guys. Um, get involved with what she's doing. It's amazing. And let me add, let me add on to what she's bringing. So you guys all know about, <clears throat> about the journal that I have, the, the focus journal and getting your mind set in the right direction. So you sign up and you, you purchase anything, um, the courses from her or her book, you, you let me know and show me your receipt. I'll send you my journal for free as well. So, um, too many, too many good things out there to not be, um, healing ourselves and, and having others help lift us. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so inspired by what you just said that I literally brought tears to my eyes. This is so beautiful to connect with another human who, who sees and says, yes, like, let's do this. Let's wake up. And I have this, I know it is a crazy vision, but it is one that gets me moving every day. And it is the vision of a world where we walk awake every day. And everyone is awake. Now that is a world to live into for me. This is a world filled with absolute connection, love, access to the divine, access to our gifts. It is a world that moves me forward and moves me to tears. And that is what I'm up to. So I just want to thank you for, for sharing that and for having me on here. And I forgot to say that I'm starting a podcast February 23rd and I hope yes. that you will be on it, Craig. Yes. Oh my gosh. Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. You're missing even another thing. You're speaking. You're, you're yes. everywhere. So what, tell us about that because you spoke to my Utah people. I'm here in Utah and you spoke yes. to some of the things we have here, but you're in Arizona and you're going to be yes. appearing. Yes. I get to be one of the main speakers at the women speak national uh, festival in May. It's going to be in Sedona. It's, it's actually international. I mean, we have someone who is coming from South Africa and just everywhere. It's just going to be so powerful. And it's just about women unleashing their voices and changing the world. And I'm so honored and excited that I get to be one of those speakers. So that's May 16th through the 19th in Sedona. If anyone wants to take a beautiful trip down to magical Sedona. I was just there two days ago. It's, it's super, it's magical. It's sacred. It's all the things. So it's a spiritual place. Oh. Absolutely. Okay. You guys, there's way too much out there to not implement into your life and continue this healing. So get out, 
get some of this, bring it on. Everything you need, I'm going to have in the show notes. Thank you again so much. And everybody, make today the greatest day of your life. Thank you.